Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the series in the book of James with this message entitled, Our Father in Heaven, the Source of All Goodness, preached June the 23rd, 2013. Let us turn to James chapter 1, 16 through 18. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. So the title, Our Father in Heaven. Our Father in Heaven, the source of all goodness. In James 1, 16 through 18, James, the Lord's brother, speaks of the nature of our Heavenly Father. In the previous verses, he told us, God is not the source and author of sin and temptation. For God, we learned, is untemptable. And he does not tempt anyone. Man is tempted by his own lusts of his heart. When lust seduces the fallen man, she conceives sin. And when sin is full grown, she gives birth to death, eternal death. So stop blaming the holy God. Stop blaming others. And stop blaming even the devil. This morning I say to you, cry out to God. Cry out to God saying, have mercy upon me, a sinner. He will forgive your sins and justify you. For God's Son... Our Lord Jesus Christ has become for us righteousness, holiness, and redemption. So repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that you may be saved. And the first point, God commands us the divine command. Now James commands his beloved brothers to stop being deceived. He tells us in chapter 5, verse 19, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should turn him back, back to truth, he will save him from death. Deception, friends, originates in our sinful heart 
So in Hebrews 3 verse 10 we read, That is why I was angry with that generation, and I said, Their hearts are always going astray, and they have not known my ways. A person is deceived or deceives himself when he wanders away from the truth of the gospel. When he wanders away from the straight and narrow way of the word of truth. And I say when wanders away from God's holy church where truth is preached and taught and proclaimed. Be not deceived, James commands. Today, many false ministers are busily engaged in the devil's task of deceiving. They profess themselves successful ministers with very large congregations and budgets. Yet they preach another Jesus, another spirit, and another gospel. A gospel that permits you to sin and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. A gospel that entertains people, not a gospel that convicts them of their sins. That they may turn to Christ for salvation. They preach the gospel of easy believism. The gospel of whatever they mean, gospel of contextualization. A gospel of worldliness. St. Paul pronounced anathema upon such agents of Satan. So we read in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, chapter 11, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband to Christ so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerades as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Stop being deceived. God is commanding you. You have a responsibility to guard yourself from deception. These false preachers deny the true gospel as the devil did in Genesis 3, verse 4 and 5. You will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat of it, 
your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil simply put you will be God self-determining being that you don't have to come under anybody that has a certain attraction isn't it and they ate and they came under not God's control but the control of the devil himself that is what deception is they drag and entice and seduce if possible even the very elect be aware of these hedonists who mix a false gospel with worldliness be thoroughly immersed in the scriptures so that you may oppose error by the sword of the spirit which is the word of truth Christian people are deceived because they are ignorant of the truth so be strong in the Lord put on the whole armor of God raise the double edged sword and fight error and errorists saying it is written thank God for God's commitment to save us the elect of God cannot be deceived Christ is building his church with the living stones the gates of hell shall not prevail against it so Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God do not be deceived neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers nor male prostitutes nor homosexual offenders nor thieves nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. In Galatians, St. Paul says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows the one who sows to please his flesh his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction the one who sows to please the Holy Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life Friends, do not doubt God or his promises. He fulfills all his promises. He is our Lord and Savior. Don't question God's providence. When he tests us with adversities, kiss the rod and turn to God. And he will comfort you by his word and spirit and by his holy church. Guido de Bray, the author of the Belgic Confession, tells us in Article 1, we all believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that there is a single and simple spiritual being whom we call God, eternal, incomprehensible, 
invisible, unchangeable, infinite, almighty, completely wise, just and good. And listen, and the overflowing source of all good. So point number two, the source of all good. God our Father is the source and giver of all good. So we read in verse 17, every good, my paraphrase, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Above there means heaven, there means God. Unceasingly coming down to all his creatures, even the wicked. Coming down from the Father of lights, sun and moon and all the twinkling stars. Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Friends, all good comes to us from our Heavenly Father. Nothing good comes from the devil and his demonic hosts. Satan is a destroyer. He comes only to steal. Young man, did you hear that, sir? Young woman, did you hear that? He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Common grace by which fallen men do some good things. That common grace comes from God and to all sinners. James told us that, that our God is an ever-giving God. He gave us the very good creation. God gave us his one and only Son who lived and died revealing to us the Father's loving heart. Jesus told us that the Father loves us even as he loves Jesus himself. He loved us in his Son from all eternity. His love for us will never end. He sent us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us forever. He poured out his Holy Spirit upon us plentifully, generously, richly, overflowingly. He blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He gives us food at the proper time. So, 145, Psalm 145, we read, the eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. Or Matthew 6:33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. He gave us the truth treasure of the Bible that we may walk in the light as the children of light. That we may be the light of the world. He gave us his holy church that we may grow in truth and love and faith and unity and reach maturity. 
he gave us God called and gifted pastors and teachers to preach the gospel that we may believe and be saved. He gave us families. He gave us parents. He gave us pastors to rule over us. He gave us natural life and also spiritual life by new birth. All these good things come down to us from above. That is from heaven. From our Father in heaven. Friends, good things coming down without stopping like rain and like sunshine. May we praise God for his unending and unsearchable riches of Christ and riches in Christ. He is the source and giver of all good things. He is our heavenly father, father of glory, father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. He is truth. Jesus Christ is truth. Holy Spirit is spirit of truth. And his word is truth. Our heavenly father is, James tells us, is unchangeable. He is not like shifting shadows. God is a spirit infinite, eternal and unchangeable in his being. In Malachi 3 verse 6, God tells us, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God promised to save us and he saved us and he is saving us and he will save us. He keeps his promises. Man promises and he changes his mind. He lies. He's a hypocrite. But God is truth. God cannot lie. God cannot change. There are evangelical ministers who do not believe in creationism. That God directly by his word created the universe out of nothing. They say. They believe in theistic evolution. But that's not what the Bible says. Why don't you believe in the Bible? Because it is God's unchanging truth word. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Psalm 33. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made their starry host. By the breath of his mouth. And Hebrews 11 verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Christ created all things. And Christ sustains all things. He's sustaining you at this moment. And he's sustaining me. He is the heir of all things. We live and move and have our being in God. Our God is a good God, a great God, a holy God, a loving God. 
a wise God, a mighty God. He is the father of heavenly lights. He is also the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, eternal life. God is our father. Not just the father of the twinkling heavenly stars. God never changes in his goodness and perfection. In us we see and in others we see change and decay. But that is not all I see in me and in you this morning. I see God changing us from glory to glory. That we may be conformed to the image of his glorious son. Process theology of the unbelievers say that God is ever changing. Hopefully for the better. That he is ever learning. No, the God of the Bible, the triune God is unchangeable, says James. Therefore, we trust in him. How can we trust in an ever-changing God? He does not change like some politicians who promise today to contradict tomorrow. Ignorant voters keep voting them in to lie to them again. But God speaks truth. Let us believe God first. Because he will never deceive us. Our God is a superb giver of all good things. He sends daily every good gift And every perfect that is flawless gift for our enjoyment. He gives to the birds food, to the cattle, to wild animals like the young lions. He gives to the wicked who curse God daily. He gives to his people who praise God daily. For all things. Especially for the gift. Of his son. Our redeemer. So we read in 2 Corinthians 8. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich yet for your sakes. He became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. By his life and death and resurrection, he lifted us from our hell and seated us in heaven with Christ. We are the people of God, the glorious pride of Christ, God paid the highest price to redeem us from death, from the just wrath of God. What price did he pay? The price 
St. Paul says the blood of God. Number three, he is truly our heavenly father. James tells us so in chapter 1 verse 18. By God's eternal decree, pastor's translation, he gave us birth, that is new birth, by the word of truth that we might become a kind of first fruits of all he created. I am speaking about new birth. New creation is the activity of our Heavenly Father. To Nicodemus, Jesus said, you must be born again. Born from above, born of water and the Spirit to see and enter the kingdom. Nicodemus, you are outside of the kingdom of God. You are without hope and without Messiah and without God. You have no spiritual sight. You have no spiritual life. You are dead in trespasses and sins. You must be born again. How can that person do anything for his spiritual new birth? He has zero ability. He's dead and he stinks. Only our heavenly father can raise him up from the dead. He is able to give new birth to him to see and enter and enjoy the blessings of the rule of God, the kingdom of God. He gives us this new birth because of his eternal decree to choose some to be saved, as Paul also tells us. And you and I eternally chosen. He gives us this new birth because of his eternal decree to choose some to be saved as Paul also tells us. So Romans 8 says for those God foreknew. Professor John Murray said what sir? For loved. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those he predestinated, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And Paul tells us in Second Timothy chapter 1, who has saved us and called us to a, what sir? A holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus. Listen, before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Or Ephesians 1 verse 11. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his own will. Or listen to St. Paul in Romans 11 verse 34. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? 
friends, it is not our decision that saved us. It was God's eternal decision. True, we decided. True, we repented. True, we believed in Christ. But all our actions are responsive to God's action and by God's grace. He chose us to salvation in eternity by his own will. And so we read in Acts chapter 13 and verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Because of our Father's eternal decree to save us, in time he sent his Son to accomplish redemption by his death on the cross, that the gospel of salvation, the word of truth, be preached to all and effectually to the elect. So, James says, our Heavenly Father gave us birth like a mother giving birth to her child. He gave us birth by the word of truth. Let me tell you, sir, you go to a church and if the church doesn't preach the gospel, no divine regeneration takes place in that place. No divine regeneration without the preaching of the gospel. Ephesians 1.13 we read and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. Having believed you were marked in him with the seal. The promised Holy Spirit. That's the first mark of a true church. Is the preaching of the word of truth by a preacher. Sent by God. And if the church doesn't preach it, I'll tell you, it is a synagogue of Satan. It's a death trap. And get out of that place. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. The preacher preaches and what you hear is what, sir? The word of Christ. If a church does not preach the word of truth, no salvation is there. No true and living God is there. It is just a synagogue of Satan. If the Father gives you new birth, he will guide you to a true church where the pastor called and sent by God preaches powerfully the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. So in 2 Corinthians 5, we read, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what, sir? A new creation. The work of God the Father, the old has gone, the new has come. 
Or St. Peter says in chapter 1, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. But the word of the Lord stands forever, and this is the word that was preached to you. You are children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. And we read in Ezekiel chapter 36, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and I will remove from you your heart of stone. I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Let me read it to you again. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from you, your heart of stone and give you what, sir? A heart of flesh. And I'll put my Holy Spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You will live in the land I gave your forefathers and so on. You'll be my people and I will be your God. God's people, Father's new creation, they shall live with God in a new heaven and a new earth where sin shall not be, where dwelleth righteousness. The people born of the Father by the Word and the Holy Spirit are a kind of fresh fruits of all He created. In the Old Testament, first fruits of people, cattle and produce of the land belonged to God. Believers are called metaphorically first fruits here. The first fruits people brought to the Lord, they were the best. And they were holy. And they were possessed by God himself. And that's what we are. Jeremiah 2 verse 3 says, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. We are God's first fruits, best, holy, owned by God himself. So we read, in Exodus 19, now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. And St. Paul tells in Titus 2, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And Peter says the same thing in First Peter 2, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. 
Yes, we are beloved of the Father. We are Father's children in His Son. We are the best in His sight. We are holy in His sight. We belong to the Father and He belongs to us. And so we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We are heirs of God, sir, and joined heirs with Christ. In God we possess all good things, and so we lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, and we lack nothing. We are secure and indestructible. No devil, nor death, nor the world, or the flesh can snatch us away from God. We are in God. We are in His love. Loving us and electing us for this eternal salvation. Let us thank God for the miracle of new birth. Which is evidenced by our repentance and faith. By our obedience to the word of God and to God's delegated agents, parents, teachers, pastors, and so on. Friends, understand this kingdom of God is the rule of God. God's children delights in the Father's blessed government. Those whom God does not rule are children of the devil whom they strictly obey. And so we read in Matthew 10, He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. Ephesians 6, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is what? Right. Right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with the promise that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Hebrews 13, obey your leaders, elders, pastors, overseers, and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be harmful to you. Friends, be amazed at our election. God loved us because he loved us, because he loved us. He loved us first in eternity. Be comforted by God's undying love daily and in the hour of your death. Because for us, death opens the door to paradise, to the very presence of God. So let me summarize, lust, when conceived by sinners' will, yielding to it, gives birth to sin, and sin gives birth to death. But thanks be to our Heavenly Father, who has raised us from our death to everlasting life by giving us the gift of new birth by the gospel, all because of our Father's distinguishing, electing, eternal love. 
Let me ask you, is God your heavenly father? Has Christ redeemed you? Have you truly confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and King? Do you rejoice in the rule of Jesus Christ our Lord? God bless you all on this last day of 2013 retreat. In Jesus' name, amen.